Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of If We Can Just Say. As always, I am your host, Jessica Carter Ogle, and with me, as always, is my lovely husband and co-host, Stephen Ogle. Hey, everybody. I'm husband and co-host this week, not just co-host. Raise your hand if you saw that coming. <laughs> hey, you know, callback. Mm-hmm. Like a good callback. Hope everyone's doing good. Yeah. I've been doing good out there. Thank you all for listening again. I just was told um, yesterday of a couple of people that had listened that I didn't expect. So thank you. I appreciate anyone who listens. Um, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, you can find all of our posts, all the platforms for podcasts. I think we're pretty much there everywhere. Yeah. Apple's the biggest one, though, I think. Apple is our I biggest. I guess unless you're a droid user. A- Apple is our biggest listener uh, 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 format, for sure. Um it's uh, closely, uh, not closely, but I guess you could say the closest is Amazon, which is interesting to me that Amazon yeah. is the other platform that a lot of people use. But yeah, uh, yeah. hey, you know, they use what they use as long as they listen. I had a couple people this week ask me where to find it, so that was cool to send out some links. Nice. Um, our website seems to be uh, slowly getting people as we're as we're using that yeah. now. and uh, Linking everything together. Yeah, starting to work on that. You know, cool. Yeah. Um, This week's been okay. I do want to just send a quick message to my Uncle Johnny. Um, Send him my love. His partner of over 30 years passed away this week. It was a bit unexpected. He was sick, but he was doing well in that context, and his death was pretty sudden. So they were together for over 30 years. They loved each other, and they had a great life, and I, uh, I just feel so bad, and George had been sick for a while, so unfortunately I hadn't seen him. He got better from that illness and then got sick again, but I know they had a great life together, and they moved from Michigan to Arizona. They live in Arizona, and, you know, it, it... it's just so sad. I don't even know. I, I was yeah. so surprised and so shocked. And, you know, I just want to send my love to my uncle. And they had a great life together. And I think at the end of the day, that's yeah. really all you can you can ask for no matter what awful things happen. If you know that you loved each other and you lived a good life and you were there for each other, you know, that's what it's all about. So when something sudden and horrible happens, nothing is left unsaid or there's no... You know, life can change in a moment, and that's really what hit me with this is you have something one day, and in the blink of an eye, it's gone, and it's final, and there's no goodbye, there's no nothing. So to know that you've lived a life full of love with somebody, and they know you love them, and you know they love you, and if something horrible like that happens, there's no regrets because there's nothing unsaid. Yeah. And I think that's a very small comfort in a time of tragedy, but I look to them and I see that and it makes me just want to tell Stephen more every day how much I love him or my family, how much I love them, my uncle, how much I love him, yeah. because you just don't know what's going to happen. And so I just want to send my love and my condolences to my uncle Johnny. Yeah. And, and I never got, unfortunately, never got to meet George, um, but I, I, I've met Johnny many times yeah. and he's a great dude. So I know... Um, that George had to be really great because Johnny seemed like yes. he was always happy was when great. he talked about George. Um, so, yeah, so uh, con- condolences for sure. I mean, like that's uh, that's horrible to to go through, and and um, so hopefully hopefully we'll get to see Johnny soon. Like, yeah, so, I think in the know. in the spring he'll be coming in, and we'll we'll be doing some some memoriam stuff, and yeah, yeah. So just lots of love to Uncle Johnny and 
and to George, and I, I hope that he is and their families, at peace. And yep, stuff, yeah, and their families, yep, for sure. So, so yeah, um, so what yeah. happened to uh, his and her vinyl this week? Oh, yeah, well, as you all know, we were we started a new his and her vinyl thing, and on so Fridays, yeah, and so far to kick off the weekend, so far we've done it once. <laughs> um, <laughs> this doof over here. Got me started watching Lost on Friday. Woo! And so we literally were in a lost hole. Yes. Like we, I think I was up, this weekend, both nights I was up past 1 a.m. So y'all know I'm in rough form right now. So my longest streak of watching a brand new show and watching episodes in a row is watching Lost when I watched it for the first time. Um, it The first two seasons had already been out and Jared recommended it to me. And I watched 17 episodes in a row over Labor Day weekend. I ended up watching the first two seasons in less than a week and a half so that I could watch the season three premiere with Jared. So so when uh, I say we watch a lot of TV and it's too much for me sometimes, y'all. The best way to take in Lost is by doing what we did. And we watched 14 episodes we on did. Friday. We did. Holy I, crap. I've Woo. never watched Lost. So... It's like a cult classic phenomenon. And like, I remember watching the pilot episode with my dad. <laughs> and I remember both of us going, Oh my gosh, this is so good. Like, we love this. And then never watched it again, which is really <laughs> our form. Like, I would have abandoned so many shows already if, if Steven wasn't my husband. Like, yeah. I would have stopped watching probably half of what we're watching. And it's not even that I don't like it, it's just I'm bored. I bore very. I've, no attention. I am impatient. I have oh. no attention span and I get bored very easily. And and Lost is the type of show where it takes a while to show you full backgrounds on characters because you only get little snippets per episode and, and like, Jess has no patience. Well, I'm not used to it. Yeah. So television now is a season is about 10 to 12 episodes. So you get a whole mystery from start to finish in 10 to 12 episodes and Lost is a legit six seasons you know, 20 episodes. Not every season, though. Right. But it's still six yeah. seasons. I'm I'm going to be watching a mystery for six seasons. Oh, Lordy. I don't even know about this. Yeah. And I'm on the fence. There's some things I like, some things I think are stupid. Yeah. It's interesting. I for feel me. like we're going to have an Inception situation at the end <laughs> where it ends and I'm like, I don't like it. And he's going to be trying to explain it to me. And no. I dumped one guy for that already. No, I mean, I won't do that because I know that the, the especially for the, the ending for Lost is one of those, it split people down the middle some people yeah. love it some people hate it some people like me are like uh you know i mean it, they i listened to the podcast while the the creators were doing it that was damon lindelof and carlton Cues, and they talked about how they got to do exactly what they wanted to do yeah so for me i'm i like the ending because they didn't get told by abc and you have to do this or you need to do that they except ABC, abc jumped in with a final scene at the end which isn't and we'll, and we'll talk about that. We'll get to all that. But it's not so even a scene. Thing, it's not even a scene. Yeah, it's just, it's just a, a pit, still. It's yeah. a still that they threw up, and it, it messes everything up. So I and I know some stuff about Lost. So I'm sitting there like knowing some stuff just because I remember. I remember some characters' names. I I lived in the time of Lost, and it was everywhere, even if you didn't watch it. So you know stuff about it. But yeah. so far, I'm enjoying it. I enjoyed it, and then I didn't enjoy it, and then it ended on me enjoying it again. Yeah. So we'll see. I think the only character's backstory we need is Hurley's, unless they go off and oh. do side people. Oh, there's a there's a few stories you don't have besides Hurley's. Um, you don't like, um, you don't have. I mean, uh, maybe more information, but we have everybody else. Do we have everybody else? Are you yeah, sure? Boone hmm. and Shannon and 
Boone, Kate, Shannon, Jock, Sawyer, Jack. Rock. I don't know why how Sawyer was in Australia though. We didn't get there, but we got backstory. Yeah, we got backstory on him. Anyway, sure. so yeah, there's uh, and and for me, this is my sixth time going through Lost, but I have not watched it in about oh, uh, let's see, it's tw- 2023. It ended in 2010. I don't think I've watched it in about ten years. I so for me, I am watching it with very different eyes because I'm a different person than I was 10 years ago. And for me right now, 14 episodes in, Jack's character is so much more interesting to me than he was the first time. He annoyed me the first first six oh, times. Oh, really? Away. I couldn't stand Jack. He annoyed I me. I don't get that at all. But, I can't see in Sawyer. But now, and Sawyer I liked a lot the first time oh. around. This time around, I'm seeing things about Sawyer that I'm like, wow, he kind of was a jerk. I'm like, can and we then, feed Sawyer to a polar bear, please? And then I see Jack, and Jack is like, I mean, they wouldn't survive without Jack. No, but like, I, that's how it works. Uh, I mean, it's Lord of the Flies, like yeah. you, you know. So, but yeah, we're gonna we'll talk more about Lost. I don't know how Lost, you've had enough time in your life to watch it that many times. Like I feel because like, I ha- I met people that wanted to start watching it, and so I watched it oh with them. I feel like you and I are always busy and have no time for nothing, and I'm in the calendar <laughs> putting down weekend nothing weekends, like because we're doing um, we just did our vacation spreadsheet, <laughs> which you know. Every everything we do, like so, next weekend we are gonna rearrange our living room. If if Jared is listening and he's hearing that we have a sp- vacation spreadsheet, you know he's thinking to himself right now, "Wow, like I created a monster with Stephen, and now it's transferred over to Jess." So here's the thing: like, so there are certain things in our relationship, and couples out there know what I mean. Like you're gonna plan to do a thing, or something's gonna happen, and you know you're gonna have an argument. You just know you have to do the thing, but you know there's gonna be an argument. So yesterday we're sitting on the couch about two o'clock, and I looked at my watch and I looked at the calendar and I said, "Ooh." Next week about this time, I bet we're knee deep in a real good argument. And he's like, what? Why would you say that? What are you talking about? And I was like, because next weekend we're going to rearrange the living room. I think it can't be in any way other than it is. And he's been wanting to move it around for two years. And it always ends up getting in this big living room argument. And so I'm like, oh, yeah, tomorrow, next week at this time, we're going to be in a real good one. I just know it. I wonder if we'll be speaking to each other at that time. I wonder. Oh, my God. So. The vacation spreadsheet's another thing. So I guess maybe I'm weird. Stephanie was laughing at me on the phone as I was talking about it, too. But the thing it for me is I like to make sure we use all of our vacation. And this year we're planning our honeymoon, as you all know. Like, I have it pretty much set, just not fully booked yet. But I, I'm going to show Stephen the two options that I have for us to do. But that's a full week. We don't usually take a full week off. So I'm like, I want to plan our vacations because I want to make sure that Things like going to visit your mom or stuff like that isn't really a vacation to me. I love it. I enjoy it. Don't get me wrong, but it's not a vacation. So when I know we're going there and we're doing a full week, I want to make sure we have other days to have just time for us. You like to take certain days off in December at the end of the year and not work full weeks going into the holiday. So I'm like, we have to sit there and look. There's a couple of concerts Stephen wants to go to that are out of town. Yeah. That would cause us to have to take a day off work. And it's like, I want to make sure that we can do all this stuff and still have a few random days to be like, oh, let's take off this Friday or let's take off whatever. So we planned that yesterday. <sighs> he was begrudgingly. 
I mean, my thing is, is that I, I I'm ruining his life. Jess likes to plan out every single day for vacation, and I have no wiggle room, and I can't, I can't handle it. I need to, I need to be able to have some wiggle room of like literally, like here it is, here it is Sunday, and I want to have some wiggle room to be like, you know what, I don't want to work on Friday, so I'm going to take Friday off. You, I want that kind of you wiggle have room. That. But here Wiggle we are, away, baby. Wiggle here, away. Here we are in January, and she's wanting to plan our entire year's worth of vacation, and that's just not how this guy rolls at all. I want to plan Ooh. some of our bigger stuff so I know how much we have left over, and right now we've got a good amount of days left over if you want to take a random day off. She is crazy with the vacations. And she thinks I'm not going to take all my days, too, and which is insane because I've never not taken no, all my days. you take all your days. I know that, and I want to take all my days. I just— The only time I didn't do that was when I worked for Quest, and I could carry over 15%. I purposely would leave 15, you know, yeah. two or three days so there then you've to got carry beginning over. And, yeah. I just—also— Because I didn't have sick This time, time of either. year, it's just so dark and dreary and cold and snowy, and I just want to think of, like, good things to come and places to go and— <laughs> And, you know, doing it that way, too. You can spread stuff out and make sure you have a few days off every month or, you know, whatever. I don't yeah. know. That's yeah, just so that's me. always a fun, fun discussion for us. One other thing I wanted to talk about from last weekend, and I forgot when we were downtown having our January experience. Um, we, after we went to Jolly Pumpkin, we also went to Bon Bon Bon. I don't know if you guys have ever it's been there. It's right next door. Yeah, there's a, I think there's a couple locations, but that one's on Canfield. And... Um, they are like bonbons, but they're like rectangle shaped, probably like the size lengthwise of like a domino. Yeah. And I would say widthwise of maybe if you're holding like a nickel up. Yeah, they're not. They're not very large. No. They're not. They're really good. They're pricey though. They're like three 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 hundred. They're like three. I think she said three thirty per bonbon. We bought like six and spent like thirty and, bucks. And they're literally like bite size. I mean, like you're popping them in like it's yeah. a, like it's. Uh, they're really good, and they do yeah. pride themselves on like recycled packaging and stuff. But I think they're overpackaged. It's like a big old egg carton. Um, I, I like the egg carton thing. Yeah, like that kind. Of, that, you know, it keeps them protected from getting. But smushed. they are good. Yeah. they are not something I could buy all the time because they are pricey. But they are freaking delicious. I had a strawberry balsamic one, balsamic chocolate. That was amazing. We bought Sophia a dog one. Yeah, I think the um, next time we go to Jolly Pumpkin, we should go into Bon Bon, buy a couple of the Bon Bons, and then go sit at the bar and have one to kind of take small bites out of while we're I'm drinking a beer. I'm not sure Jolly Pumpkin's the type of establishment you can bring your own food in to eat. You don't think you could bring in just a little bonbons with you and set them there and just kind of snack as you as you drink their beer? I would say probably no. Ah, but weird. I don't know. I'm surprised they don't kind of partner together there. They're like right next to each other. Those the things would go good together. Chocolate the last and time beer. we were there, I mean. I do chocolate and beer all the time. It's great. I've never seen you do. Well, I mean, you've got Dove chocolates out. I'm having Dove chocolates <laughs> in a beer. Yeah, his pairing. His chocolate and beer pairing is whatever beer he's <laughs> drinking and whatever Dove chocolate I have sitting there. So it's. He's quite the connoisseur. He's a sommelier of beer and chocolate she, pairings. She insists that I eat all these Dove chocolates, so I'm eating them. No, we're having no more chocolate. I've decided we... Last week, I did really good. I worked out a lot. I ran a lot. I felt so much better. I ate more vegetables. I did all of that. And so, yeah. I bought him M&M's, like the Valentine's Day one. If you're in second grade, you would pass out to like your <laughs> classmates. Because I thought, oh, if I buy him these individual mini packs, then maybe he'll like eat... Eat less, it'll help control um, 
then I look over and there's like six empty packs sitting next to him on the couch. So I'm like, he's like, stop buying it. You said you wouldn't buy it, which is right. I did. So. And you can't just buy M&Ms and expect me to eat like just, you know, whatever's in a small package. If there's another package, I'm going to get it. Like I, I can't, oh, I can't stop. They're M&Ms. I don't care what flavor they are. I'm going to continue eating yeah, There's no chance of them melting in his hand, folks. Absolutely not. Because they're long gone. No, absolutely not. Speaking of M&Ms and their whole like, um. What did oh. they say in getting rid of the spokes candies and Maya Rudolph was their new spokesperson yeah. and now they're saying it was just a big Super Bowl stunt? Yeah. But is it? I, I tend to wonder, was it really a Super Bowl stunt or did you guys just realize you made a huge mistake? I definitely do not also think it put, was a stunt. Also, put the high-heeled boots back on her, for heaven's sakes. The yeah. green M&M was a sass and a frass and a half and now she's wearing tennis shoes. Regular old tennis shoes. Womp, womp. Yeah, I like, I, you know, it was a little different to have it. You I know. know. I, I remember when they introduced her. So She was really cool and classy. But, but yeah. Nonetheless. What else happened this week? Oh, I got another musical for my musical. We're going to see the Simon and Garfunkel story with my parents, which is exciting. We'll see. We'll see. Simon and Garfunkel is okay. I, I know. I'm sorry, folks, if you're huge fans of Simon and Garfunkel. Paul Simon by himself. Excellent. Paul Simon is a genius. Like, he writes some really cool stuff. But Simon and Garfunkel, yeah, I know some of their songs, but I'm just like, eh. Well, I asked Stephen, I told Stephen I wanted to go, and he was like, did you ask your mom? Because I know what that means. So I asked my mom, (laughs) and she said she would want to go. And then she said, well, your dad would want to go. I mentioned to your dad. So I looked at Stephen and said, ha-ha, guess what? You're going anyway because the four of us are going. So we got those tickets. Ridiculous. And then yesterday, I want to say a very big happy 40th birthday to my friend since we were seven and eight years old, Jennifer Weiler. Happy birthday. She had a 40th birthday party last night. It's crazy. Like, as we got older, so when I was in second grade, I lived on Auburn in Detroit, 6234 Auburn. And Jen's family had lived on, was it Plain View? And they moved to Auburn and they lived two houses down from us. And she was one year younger than me. So she was in first grade. I was in second grade. And we became friends and our parents became friends. I would say our parents were like the best of friends, still are. And um, we did Girl Scouts together. Both of our moms were troop leaders. We spent countless vacations together driving to Tennessee in the caravan of our two cars where like my dad and Heidi had walkie talkies talking to each other because there oh, were gosh. there was like no like cell phones and stuff then yeah. so they'd like breaker breaker we have to stop for the bathroom or whatever and my dad you know what he would always used to do whenever Heidi was like stopped at a light or something he would bump her he would bump the back of her car <laughs> this is their friendship so wow. we spent many a time going to Mackinac and when I was talking about going to Frankenmuth and wanting to stay overnight it was with their family so they have a son as well so Jen's a year younger than me And then I think Jeremy, her brother, is five years younger. So it was the four of us kids and the four of us parents. And sometimes her cousin Eric, who was my age, would come with us as well. But we have so many childhood memories and just swimming in the pool and playing outside and all of our vacations and Cedar Point and all that stuff. It's crazy to me to think that we're 40. Like, I don't know what 40 is supposed to mean or feel like, but I don't feel like what I imagined I thought 40 was. Hmm. And like, because one of her friends yesterday was like, I'm feeling old. And I'm like, I don't feel old. And my dad's like, I don't feel old till I look at you guys. Mm. And I see that I have a 40 year old daughter. And then I think, oh, well, how old must I be? Yeah. And I think that's a lot to do with the times like we've talked about before. Just 
whatever like when you look at movies like miracle on 34th street and the guy that has a five-year-old kid looks like he's 80 years old and times are just different in terms of that now golden girls and yeah and i think about like my parents and i'm like my dad's gonna be 70 this year and i would never he doesn't look it he doesn't act it he's not in the shape of a 70 year old like he is still going yeah i mentioned golden girls and that's the late late or early 80s mid 80s or whatever what about how old was george on seinfeld oh i don't know how old seinfeld how those characters were supposed to be i would imagine they were supposed to be in their late 20s early 30s yeah because they they don't george doesn't look it george no. look he's, he looks like he's in his 50s for crying well, out loud a- that's a that's behavior though yeah george acts like an old man yeah now, but, cr- now kramer i could i could see kramer being maybe 30 because yeah. he's just wacky that's part that's of his something character to look into i don't know but yeah but yeah, it's just it was it was just funny being there. I'm like, man, we're 40. Like I can't. And even in her card, I was just like, age is just a number. You know, you're only as old as you feel. And I truly believe that. But yeah. when you sit back and think, like, we've been around for 40 years. Like when her and I got into high school, I went to a private school and she went to public school. And we we aren't as close as we used to be, and we don't see as much see each other as much. But when we do, it's just one of those friendships where it's like it you, you just, just pick up. You fall right in step. Yeah. And so that is really nice. Those are nice friendships to have. I know that if I needed her for something, I could still call her. Yeah. And she would be there. And so I hope she has a great 40th year. It is just crazy to me that we are 40. Her party was great last night. It was a lot of fun. I told her just to soak it in. I said, yeah. I'm 43. I'm going to tell you. I said, I told her, I said, my 40s are better than my. You're not 43. I'll be 43 this year. Yeah. But I was like, you know, like my my 40s, I, I, I'm, I'm just getting into my stride. Like yeah. it's society says one thing, but like your brain says what yeah. it, what you need it to say. Like and, and I said, just soak it in. Like 40s are 40s are fun. I'm sure I said, I've said Now, granted, I said, you're going to wake up some days and be like, oh, my God, what did I do? I hurt myself. I didn't. I don't. I was in the shower. I might I hurt woke my- up with my neck kink yesterday. Yeah. Oh, boy. Well, that was a great start to the weekend. But it's funny because like it's I've said this before. I probably said this on the podcast. I think of my parents and I'm like, oh, they're 50, 55. That's how I think of my parents. And then I'm like, oh, crap. Well, I'm 40 and they didn't have me when they were 15. So that's not true. It's. It's just weird. And even your mom, your mom is very spry. She's very youthful. She, I mean, she came over at Christmas wearing rose gold, high top, sparkly tennis shoes. Like she's, but like in a cute way, not like in a trying too hard way, like in a genuine, like cute way. Like she is still, she's still living her life. And I, all three of them, I feel like one day when they're actually older is going to, blindside me yeah i'm not i i have to think all the time i'm like oh man my mom's in her mid 60s almost like Like, i almost she is like yeah she's she's there yeah wow like so she's gonna be 66 this year uh she's born 57 she'll be 66 my mom will be 67 my dad will be 70 like that's crazy yeah when my mom says oh i'm gonna use the senior discount i'm like what and i'm like oh crap you can because yeah. you asked me the other day, we bought movie tickets, and you're like, are your parents seniors? I was like, all of our parents are. Medicare like, means senior, AARP. I was, like, I was like, oh, yeah. And then I, I But I'd never I think bought, they were. That's the first time I ever bought two senior tickets. Yeah. Granted, we went to the movie, and like they didn't even like check us 
at all. I'm telling you, we you Which, if you guys want to go to a movie for free, go to MJR Westland and just walk in with some confidence and no one will check anything. Yeah, they did not check on a week, us. Yeah, on a weekday. They did not check us at all, which we didn't put this down on our rundown, but we saw the movie Plane this week. We did. Gerard Butler, uh, Dave Coulter. Uh, his name's Mike Coulter. Mike Coulter, dang. Um, fantastic movie. Oh, my gosh. Fantastic. Mike, Col- Mike Coulter is another one like Roman Reigns with that Colgate smile. <laughs> but anyway, I will say I did not want to go see this stupid movie called Plane. I was like, this is going to be just so dumb and whatever. It was actually really good. And I think part of it for me, they had some really interesting camera angle shots that yeah. had kept you kind of moving along with it. Yeah. And there was a lot more heart and like humanity in the movie as opposed to just kind of like a shoot 'em up movie. Like it's about Gerard Butler as a pilot and he's flying out of Malaysia, I think. And they hit storm and have to no, land. He's, he's uh it's not Malaysia. I thought it was Malaysia. Uh, I don't remember where he's flying out of, but yeah, yeah um, man, it's it's a it's a good movie. It was it's a good. Really it good was entertaining. I was like, this is. It would scratch a Statham itch, but it doesn't have enough fisticuffs to be a true Statham movie for me. But it it would scratch the itch. Yeah. It was good. It I was, was surprised. Uh, very much enjoyed. It. So I I would recommend going to see it. We can talk about it later as a further review. Yeah. After people have had but we time all to left and we all looked at each other and we're like, man, it was. A good I movie. didn't expect that to be good. Like I didn't expect. I teared up. Yeah. Like. Yeah, and then and this Gerard Butler. I haven't seen him in anything in a while, and I was like, he did a really good job in this role. And then uh, this week, um, I believe. Yeah, on Thursday. On Thursday, we're going to see Knock at the Cabin, which yeah. that's that's going to be a that's going to be an interesting. I've seen it away from all trailers. I literally was the weirdo during Plane, sitting next to Steven, humming and plugging my ears <laughs> because I didn't. I was like, yeah. I made it this far without seeing a trailer for this movie, and yeah. we're going next week, and I'm not ruining it now. Yeah. So, um, and then after Jen's party, uh, we turned around and came back here to our house. Mm-hmm. And your uh, your parents and brother came over. Tony yeah. also came over, and uh, Joe came over as well. And uh, we watched the uh, WWE's Royal Rumble yes. pay per view, which is like the like it's the uh, second biggest pay per view that WWE does every year, and it's the only th- thing of its kind in which it's uh, thirty man, thirty woman Royal Rumble match where they come in. What, uh, they start with two people, and then every 90 seconds, another person comes in. And when you get tossed over the top rope and both feet hit the floor, you're out of the rumble. And whoever the last person is, is the winner. And that's basically it. Like, those two Royal Rumble matches are usually the whole pay-per-view with, like, one other match One in there. or two, yeah. yeah. There's, like, a handful of other matches because those, those well, matches not, go an hour. Yesterday, there was only... The two Royal Rumbles, right? There's two Royal Rumbles. There was a Roman Reigns match. There was the Bray Wyatt LA Knight match. Oh. And then uh, Bianca Belair and Alexa Bliss. I totally forgot about those two. Yeah, so they, they had three other matches beside those two. They opened with the men's Royal Rumble. They ended with the women's, or sorry. No. They, they ended with Roman Reigns, which was a weird thing for me. I Roman Reigns is the biggest, most popular, most money-drawing wrestler in the world right now he has been for two years he's and had he's the titles su- for almost 900 days like and he's, he's supposed to be very a popular. heel yeah he's a heel but the crowd loves him still yeah i'll let you f- finish what you're, yeah <laughs> he's absolutely entertaining it's the best thing going in wrestling but the name of the pay-per-view is the royal rumble 
every single Royal Rumble pay-per-view up until this year has ended with either a man or a woman winning their Royal Rumble match and pointing at the WrestleMania sign because when they win the match, they get a championship main event match at WrestleMania. Mm -hmm. And they end going off the air with all the fireworks going and that winner pointing at the WrestleMania sign. They did all that. It just wasn't the end yet, and then which they, is weird. And then they had the Roman Reigns and Kevin Owens match to end the show. And I w- I'm still, like, the next morning I'm thinking about this, and I'm like, they made the Royal Rumble seem like it's just another thing now. It's just like, oh, it's just another match. Well, you made the big point about bigger than the company. Yes. So talk about that. Because, uh, I mean, Vince McMahon never ever let anybody be bigger than the company for all of his faults when you look at him from just a business perspective wwe was the whole of wwe no one person was bigger than that you can go back to hulk hogan at a certain point vince was like all right it's time for you to pass the torch and Mm -hmm. hulk hogan was like i'm not done i'm not gonna retire and he left and he went to wcw yeah because vince was like you're not bigger than the company it's time for you to move on Thing happened with Stone Cold Steve Austin. Stone Cold Steve Austin walked out of the company. Yeah. Like, that's that has happened in the past. CM Punk walked out of the company. Keep on like, walking. Like, that's those things have happened. Sasha Banks has walked out of the company. These people have left because they thought they were bigger than the company. Yeah. And Vince, every single time, has been at the doorstep going, don't let the door hit you on the way out. Sasha has actually come out and said she is bigger than the company. She's bigger than Vince. She's bigger than everything. Yeah, yeah which is, She's which is <laughs> ins- ridiculous. Which is insane. Um, and at this point in time, it is very safe to say that Roman Reigns is bigger than the WWE. The crowd did turn on him. They absolutely did. He did get the heat that he hasn't gotten that he should be getting yes. as a heel. As, as his heel, you want a crowd reaction, but it should be a boo, not a cheer. And it's been a cheer up until yeah. last night. Yeah, and he, I mean, he turned on Sami Zayn. Yeah. He, Sami Zayn wouldn't look alike. Sami Zayn wouldn't do what he wanted him to do. Which shout out to my aunt because every time Sami Zayn comes on, about every other time she messaged me and she's like, "Are you at the? Are, are you at this? Are you in this city? Because you're on TV." It's funny because <laughs> apparently I look like Sami Zayn, <laughs> which I've been told on more than one occasion. Uh, but yeah, it's been very compelling television with Sami Zayn for the last nine months yeah. with with the whole bloodline, him being a member. Um, the internet has been fun with that because they take all the photos of Roman and uh, the Uso brothers when they were in high school. They've got these photos together where they're all wearing white shirts and people are photoshopping in like young photos of Sami Zayn to make him look like he was an Uso with them as a kid. Very funny stuff. Um, but yeah, he wouldn't do what Roman wanted him to do. And so, well, technically Sammy did the turn first because he hit Roman in the back with a chair. And then the bloodline proceeded to beat Sammy to a pulp. Yeah. Um, but that's how they ended the show. And that's the first time the Royal Rumbles ever ended without somebody be, went, being the winner of the Royal Rumble with all the confetti and the fireworks yeah. going off. So for me, it, I just really thought to myself, I really thought, you know, it was a good pay-per-view. It was very enjoyable. I um, think th- th- it, is, it is the biggest thing in entertainment when WWE puts on a pay-per-view. It always looks excellent. All the workers are always on the top of their oh, game. Oh, sure. But like, I think WWE yeah. has just done a few interesting things lately. They had on Raw, they celebrated their 30th anniversary. One, I thought it was in poor taste a little bit that they used triple X's for Raw, <laughs> Raw X- 30, yeah. Raw XXX, which just looked like a, a porn movie name, but nonetheless, that wasn't even a thing, yeah. 
what it was, and this has been a lot in the news and commentary, is the lack of female representation for um, the wrestling of the past 30 years. And yes, wrestling has been a male-dominated industry forever. I mean, I remember seeing my dad wrestle and going to shows, and there weren't, I don't recall any female wrestlers. So they have certainly come a long way, and I'm sure there's been more male wrestlers in the past 30 years than female, but the lack of representation in their packages of their history packages and stuff like that has been noted and commented on a lot. And especially in the fact that on that raw 30 years, they were planning to do a cage match between Becky and Bailey, and they hadn't done a women's cage match in 19 years but they had some kind of scuffle at the beginning and they called the match and they didn't have it. Yeah. And so it was like, you've been advertising having this match that you haven't had for 19 years on a 30th anniversary special that doesn't talk about a lot of women. And then you cancel the women's match on a three hour program, on a three hour program, you cancel their match and you toss in some rando other match. And it's like, well, you could have just not done that and done, done what you planned. Yeah. So I don't know. It was weird. I, there's always going to be stuff you don't like for anything. And that's the drama of it. That's part of the entertainment of it. Like WWE is certainly dramatic on screen and behind the screen, behind the scenes with everything. So you're always going to have that, but you can't deny that no matter who it is, man or woman in that ring, they are talented and they are giving it all they've got. And every time they've got a wrestle in there, I will say the only thing last night for some reason they, act like Bray Wyatt is some sort of a big deal. And I think he's horrible. His gimmick (laughs) is horrible. And he was, what's the word? Gassed. Not gassed. It's something else that my dad said. He was blowing up. Blowing up. He was blowing up midway through the match, if not before. He's completely out of shape. And you can be, quote unquote, like, fat or bigger or have a big belly in wrestling like Kevin Owens has a belly and he can go Keith Lee has a belly and he can go Bray Wyatt just looks completely out of shape he's not in ring shape and we just saw Roman talking about um on Jimmy Fallon about being in ring shape because people are like is the rock gonna be at the Royal Rumble and the rock's like I'm not in ring shape I can't do that and they're all like how is that possible and Roman Reigns was talking about You have to have your nutrition, you have to have your weights, but you have to do your conditioning. You have to be working on taking bumps and falling and, you know, your body being going through that. And I just feel like L.A. Knight carried Bray Wyatt and that sucks. Yeah. They need to I they need to stop the madness with Bray Wyatt because it's not good. His gimmick's not good anymore, and he is just he doesn't have it anymore. As as a fan of Bray Wyatt, it is the most disappointing return I've ever seen. Yeah. More disapp- more disappointing than CM Punk showing back up in AEW. Yeah. CM Punk CM Punk was entertaining. CM Punk had good matches. CM Punk's first two matches were you could tell he was blown up. Yeah. But his third match, he could go. But and he, he was- started he started to where he got back into ring shape and then unfortunately he broke his foot and now all that stuff, you know, everything yeah. went downhill the other direction. But Bray Wyatt is not ready to go. No. Not at all. No. And I think it's like, that's what kills me is like, you've got Roman Reigns and he is it. And you can pick that and you can mold that and you can do that. And then on the flip side, you're giving us Bray Wyatt. Like for some reason, the consistency is gone. Yeah. It was there for a while and it was there when uh, Triple H started taking over. And now it's like, how much is Vince in it? Is there so much disconnect behind the scenes that now it's start, you're starting to see it. Yeah. 
in the shows. I don't know. And and I will say this: shout out to Bianca Belair because she is an athlete that also. Oh yeah. She doesn't look like she breaks a sweat. She no. had a she had a twenty minute match with Alexa Bliss last night, and she didn't break a sweat. I'd like to see her in like um an intergender match. I like, mean, she could go. I would like to see maybe her and like Montez tag teaming against like it's not going to happen because they don't want to work together, but like Becky and Seth or something like yeah, some kind of something like. But I would like to see like a legit like her because I think she has the strength and the caliber to take on a lot of guys in that locker room. Oh yeah, she's and a, I would she's just a, I would like to see it. She's I a, would like to see a woman kick some butt of a man. Her and and you talk about that Rhea, Rhea. Rip. Rhea Ripley yeah. won the Rumble last night for the women's side. Yeah. We have seen her. She has, uh, she, she, man, her character is a heel character, but yeah. she's great because yeah. she's gotten face-to-face with Solo from the bloodline yeah. and literally, like, tapping her cheek she's, going, come on, hit me, I dare you. She's in an oh, gender match. Oh, my gosh. She wants one. I love Rhea Ripley, but then again, I follow her on Instagram, and she power lifts like I have never yeah. seen, like, her and her, her and her. She could probably power lift me. Yeah, I mean, she's insanely insanely strong so um and that and she was in the match last night yeah started at number one and she won the rumble um and she like it's hilarious because she was in there for an hour and yes she looked gassed by the end and blown up but like Bray Wyatt was was blown up a minute into his match and he looked worse than she did she's number one that came out for, so she was technically in the ring with 29 other women for, for an hour. Yes. And Bray Wyatt could barely lift himself. So yeah. anyway, yeah. Well, more on that in the future, I'm sure, for all of the <laughs> listeners that listen for that. And those of you that don't, feel free to come back. We're now going to talk about album anniversaries. <laughs> yes. Uh, so the album anniversaries this week, a quick shout out. Uh, last week, we had I missed one. <gasps> an artist by the name of Jack Broadbent. Uh, he put out a li- live album called One Night Stand. Y'all, I got I got a story. I just have to, Steven. No, it's uh, that's why I'm bringing it up, because this is a so, very funny story. As you all know, Steven forced me to get off my parents' Verizon plan and start paying a lot of money to be on a Verizon plan with him. <laughs> so he made me go to Verizon, and he brought the whole family, and he threw the stupid Verizon party where we're all getting new phones and stuff. And I'm already, like, aggravated by him. And we're sitting in the parking lot. This was in 2019. Yeah. We're sitting in the... Yeah, we weren't even married yet. And he forced me to get off the plan. Offensive. (laughs) And so we're sitting in the parking lot. I'm already, like, aggravated at him about this. And he's like, oh, I want you to watch this video. And it's this, like, guy street performing. Yeah. Looks like. Yeah. And it's Jack Broadbent. And he's singing On the Road Again. And Steven's talking about, he's like, yeah, this is such a good song. And he's like, I think it just came out like last year or something. And I go, pardon me? (laughs) And he was like, yeah, like this guy wrote this song. And I was like, you think that guy wrote that song? I said, that song's older than that guy. (laughs) And he's like, what do you mean? I'm like, Canned Heat wrote On the Road Again. I've got it on vinyl. Like, it's a Canned Heat song. He had no idea. It cracks me up because Steven knows so much about music and so much about different genres of music. But there's little things like that. I'm like, do you think this 30-year-old Jack Broadbent wrote that song? That song has been around before you and I were even born. (laughs) Jack Broadbent did not write that song. Yeah, and it's funny because in this uh, the the one night stand, he does a, a Ray Charles song, and he talks about how he uh, this is a song I wrote for Ray Charles back in the seventies, and it just every time I hear it, it makes me laugh because yeah. it makes me think of the story she just told. Um, cause it's he, a good cover of On the Road Again, but yeah. it's 
he's not canned heat. He is definitely not canned heat. Um, he does he does a lot of his own material on that album. Uh, but the cool thing is, is they do, he does a handful of covers that you don't hear, like he does the Wind Cries Mary. Mm-hmm. Very good. But he plays slide with a flask. He lays a guitar on his lap, and he uses a flask as a slide, and it is fantastic the way it sounds. Um, and he does so much stuff that literally, like, sometimes I'm like, that's one guy on a guitar. Like, it yeah. almost sounds like two guitars sometimes. He's very, very good. Um, so, uh, But then, today, it's Sunday, we're recording, album anniversary for two albums, Selwyn Birchwood, Living in a Burning House, which we're going to go see him soon in again. April, yep. Um, we have that on vinyl. Highly He's recommend that album. He's going to be at the album. Token Lounge in April. Yes. Um, Token Lounge in Westland, Michigan. 15 Tickets bucks. are cheap. Um, he's an amazing blues artist, so yes. I would say check him out. He's from South Florida. Very good. Uh, yeah. I mean, I mean, the dude has got a stage presence of just absolute fun, yeah. man. He Very loves fun. what he does. Um, so, yeah, uh, Weezer's OK Human album. Excellent. That's my favorite Weezer album. Why is that? I don't know. I don't know. I just listened to it randomly once on Apple Music, and I just love it. It flows really, really well, track to track. You told me there's no guitar on it, which I think is insane. It's crazy. But yeah. I just love it. The like the vibe of it, the tone of it. It's super like mellow and just like yeah. you guys can't see my hand making the wave motion right now, but that's yeah. just Yeah. The album definitely flows really well. Um and it's surprising that they have no guitar on it. Yeah. And that was totally like River Rivers Como, like that was his idea. Yeah. It was like uh, we're gonna do something totally different. Yeah. And I I like it when a band will do that. Yeah, because they they didn't alienate their audience. Their music has changed so much over the years, and they've added so many different genres. Uh, this this just made it made for yeah. a good album. Good choice. And there's one more, right? One more, uh, 2005, Anne Berlin. Uh, they released their second album, Never Take Friendship Personal, and I can't even can't even tell you how many times I've listened to this album. Um, it's got 11 tracks on it. It is mid 2000s alternative rock. And it just right from the beginning with the guitar, you, uh, you're in. Get in your car, start driving. You're yeah. in. It's just da 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 da. Endless. Oh, it's so good. Like, um, it's it's the album. I probably saw him on that tour. I think I saw him twice on that tour in two different places. Um, they were such a good alternative rock band. Yeah. Um, and that album, they came into their own. Their first album was okay. Um, it, it was good, but like, it didn't flow like this album flowed, like from track to track, it just moves and it's, uh, it's such a good album. So yeah, never take cool. friendship personal. Mm-hmm. Well, let us know if you listen to any. Yep. Um, we were having a conversation, I think I brought it up last week or a couple of weeks ago, just about one, we talk about so much content out there, but yeah. what's interesting to me about all of the streaming platforms and all of the shows is you're seeing big name movie stars doing like episode television on like Netflix or Hulu and just how times have changed so much in what is considered to make you like a big name actor. Like back in the day, it was like you needed to be in the movies. You needed to be blockbuster movies. TV was a backward step. Yeah. What's your what were you saying? Who were you saying was like the trajectory of what you should be going on back in the day. So when I think about this topic, 
what what got started for me was George Clooney. Yes, yeah, that's right. Because George Clooney was he started on ER. Yeah, he started on he did some other yeah. things. He as was well. on Roseanne. He yeah. was on an episode of Golden Girls. Yeah, like he did some handful of things here and there. But then he got on ER in 1994. Yeah, and he was on 107 episodes yeah. that he's credited for for ER first five seasons. Yep. On episode 15 of season five, that was his sayonara, I'll see you later. And he came back a couple of years later for one episode. Um, and he he had done a couple of movies the year before. He did like uh, Out of Sight with uh, Jennifer Lopez. Yeah. He had done From du- from Dust Till Dawn with Quentin Tarantino oh, yeah. and Selma Hayek. Um, so he had done some movies and dipped his toe in. Mm-hmm. But he was like, all right, I've done 100 episodes of the show. I don't want to be stuck here. I want to get into movies. Yeah. Because back then, that was the trajectory. You'd be on yeah. soap operas, be on TV, do something like that, and move yourself, or stay on TV forever, yeah. which is not a bad thing. Because, I mean, obviously, Golden Girls wouldn't exist and wouldn't be amazing if those girls had moved on to movies. But that's the trajectory. But, the tra- trajectory yes. is you do a couple guest stars on a couple of comedies, you get lucky to hit, do a drama that hits, and you can stay there and be in TV, or you can springboard yourself into the movies. But once you get to the movies, you're there. That's yeah. the golden ticket. Yes. That's movies. And you either you either succeed or you fail. And in George Clooney's case, he absolutely succeeded because yeah. he put out some amazing movies. But that used to be the trajectory. And if a if a big star was on a TV show, that was huge. Yes. Like I remember the Friends after the Super Bowl episode because Julia Roberts guest starred on an episode. Just that episode. But people lost their mind because Julia Roberts is a huge movie star. Well, just a couple years ago, Julia Roberts did an entire season of a show called Homecoming on Amazon. She was on a show. Like, who would have ever thought Julia Roberts would be on a show? Like, there's so many celebrities now with so many streaming platforms. You can get so much more exposure and do these shows because you've got Hulu, you've got Netflix, you've got Prime. They all have 10 to 13 episodes per season. Yep. You can commit to 10 episodes, maybe even just one season, as opposed to 24 episodes on ABC or NBC. And, and also now, HBO Showmax stars are all, con- Cinemax are all considered streaming platforms yeah. as well, because they all have their own apps. Um, I remember the first big one for me was when I saw Netflix advertise their movie Bright with Will Smith. Yeah. And I was like, holy heck, Will Smith is doing a Netflix movie. One, Netflix is making movies. Who who are they? That's weird. And Will Smith is going to be in it. I never saw the movie, but I just remember it standing out to me to being like, that seems like a backwards trajectory. And then I saw Drew Barrymore signed on to do that Santa Clarita diet on Netflix. And I'm like, this is crazy to me. So for me, that was 2017 was bright for me was HBO three years prior, 2014, True Detective. Yeah. True Detective got Matthew McConaughey, uh, Rebecca Hall, and Woody Harrelson yeah. in their first season. Their second season, they got Colin Farrell, Vince Vaughn, and Rachel McAdams. The Woody Harrelson thing's interesting oh. because Woody Harrelson started on TV. So Woody Harrelson was on Cheers. Yeah. Woody Harrelson started on TV. Woody Harrelson made it to the movies, and Woody Harrelson was like, I'm going to go back and do this show for just, he can commit to one season of a show, Yeah. and now he's back in movies, and he's doing a Netflix movie, and he's doing, so it's like, I think it's very interesting to be an actor or an actress now, because there is no right or wrong way to do it anymore there's no like i mean look at kevin costner for heaven's sakes kevin costner is on yellowstone 
Yes. He is on a TV show. He's freaking Kevin Costner. He's Dances with Wolves. Yeah, and there's four four seasons now. Of, I, of, I have no idea. I'm I not one of those people. There's either four or five seasons ask now. Ask one of our mothers. Yeah, yeah they're big on Yellowstone. <laughs> or, or, or Jared. Or Jared. That, there's, there's your age spectrum, yeah. folks. It's either our moms or Jared yeah. that watch Yellowstone um, that we know. Um, but even just like when Stranger Things came out, Winona Ryder. Yeah. Like, and that was, that revised her career. Her career was a little clunky at that point from stuff that she did and stuff that happened and whatever. Yeah. And being in Stranger Things was like a Winona Ryder rebirth, which is so crazy to me because yeah. that's just not how it was. I mean, and everybody wants to be, we're watching Only Murders in the Building yeah. with Steve Martin, Steve Martin Short. Steve Martin and Martin Short. Yeah. And it's like, those are movie actors. Yeah. Those are. And and in the case of Steve Martin, he came out of retirement for yes. this show. And he was on SNL and he moved into movies and he was famous. And he was like, this, we're, we're creating this show and this is great. And he's coming to do it. So and there's, it's it, just so interesting to me. And I'm going to tell you, if you love Steve Martin, go watch Murders in the Building. Oh my gosh, it's if you great. If you love Martin Short, go watch Murders in the Building. Martin Short. And, and I'm going to tell you this much right now. Zelina Gomez? Selena Gomez. So, Selena Gomez. Sorry, the wrestler Zelina yes, Vega with a Z there. throws me off. Uh, Selena Gomez is fantastic with yeah. them too. Like, it, like it's you great. would never know that you needed a show in which Steve Martin, Martin Short, and Selena Gomez were solving mysteries. Yeah. You would never know, like, the dynamic between them. Like, I feel like we were going to review this at another time, but, like, but this is a perfect example, too. I just realized season three, Meryl Streep is signing on. I can't wait. Meryl Streep, there was an um, adaptation of a book that I read called Big Little Lies. They did two seasons on HBO. Nicole Kidman starred in it, Reese Witherspoon, and Meryl Streep joined the second season. So I feel like for someone like Meryl Streep, I haven't seen her be in a movie in forever. Maybe I live under a rock, but I, I feel like... I think so, because she's been in a lot. Recently, in the yeah, last few years? Oh, she gets nominated for an Oscar almost every I year. I don't remember her being in anything in the last few years. But my point with this is, if you're still like a big-name celebrity, big-name actress or actor, and you don't want to make the year, the huge commitment to a movie, or you don't want to make... like You have so many more options to be on season three of a show that has 10 episodes, or there's so many more ways to keep yourself relevant, I think, as well. The cool thing is, is that... Um, like now what happened in 2014 with Matthew McConaughey going, I'm going to go from doing movies. I'm going to come down and do come down, which is at that time what it was considered. Yeah. He's coming down to do a TV show. Now it's just coming over, which is the part of the conversation that's really cool is that yeah. now we're getting these things. Um, we're getting Kate Winslet. Yeah. We got her in uh, mayor of Easttown. Absolutely Amazing brilliant movie. show. I love Kate Winslet. Yeah. I, I've seen, like, she was great in The Reader. It, yes, she was good, great in Titanic. Uh, like, she's been in big movies. She was good yeah. in Contagion, if you never saw the movie Contagion. Uh, like Apologies for the ruckus, yeah. if you hear it. Uh, yeah, uh, must be a dog going by. Yes. But, yeah, we're getting these big-name actors coming down to do movies. and it, or Sorry, doing movies coming down, coming over to do TV yeah. shows. And it's really cool. Nicole Kidman is starting to do way more TV show yeah. stuff, but yet she still showed up in Aquaman a couple years ago. Like, So she's mm. still doing big movies. That one was the mistake for her, for her acting. It was not, not a great casting. Yeah. 
That she's, was a mistake choice. Yeah, I don't think she's the uh, uh, type for a, a superhero movie. I think also that movie was awful. Well, that's your that's your opinion. Well, the movie I've got made a the lot best of opinion of anyone I know. <laughs> <laughs> On that uh, note, <laughs> but yeah, um, and and that's that's the cool thing because these shows are not a lot of them. They're not like bad shows. No, they end up being really good. And it's yeah. in a short amount of time. It's a short number yeah. of episodes. They're anthologies. Yeah. And that's what that's what you're getting out of it. Yeah. Um, I think it's cool that you can see a lot of actors and actresses in different. They just have the ability to do different things. Like a big one that happened was when that morning show came out on Apple. When Apple first came out with their TV and their streaming. And you had Jennifer Aniston and Reese Witherspoon as like the anchors on that morning show. show. I didn't watch it, but that was a big one. I, I left out in our pre-conversation before the podcast, I left out American Horror Story. Oh. They brought over Kathy Bates, Angela Bassett. Um, Angela Bassett's Jessica one. Lange. Because Angela Bassett is on an episodic television show. I think you've heard me talk about it before. 911. Yeah. So it's like she just won an Emmy for her Wakanda role. Yes. While she's on a highly rated episodic you know, full season show on Fox. Yeah. So it's even like Rob Lowe. He's on 911 Lone Star now. Yeah. He was, you know, 80s guy in all the movies. And then he moved down to TV. Well, moved over to TV. Parks and Rec. And Kevin Bacon. Yeah. Came over to do the following. It's At just, that point in time was considered coming down. To I feel do like the there's there's no such thing as a straight up movie star anymore. No. And it's I like just that. An actor or an actress. I, I like that because some of these some of these people you're getting to see more of a range. Yeah, they're they're typecast. Matthew McConaughey was in movies, but he was typecast for doing rom coms, and he, he came over to, he came yeah. over to do True Detective, and he showed you the depth of which he can do uh, that do was his the acting. Grittiest I've ever seen him. That was so good. All you need is one scene of him sitting there with his hair tied like in a tie because yeah. he's got really long hair. He's got it tied up. In a ponytail. He kind of looks he's like got your a, Uncle Timmy. He's got a scraggly beard. A little bit, yeah. And then he pulls out this hunting knife and starts cutting a, 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 a tall boy can after he's drank all the beer. Yeah. Like, And he's cutting it and making shapes out of it while he's talking about whatever it is that was going yeah. on in, in the in the story. And you see that and you're like, this is not the how to let, lose a guy in We've 10 days. We've talked about True Detective before. We've I've only seen season one so far, but if you guys haven't seen it, like it's a wild ride and it's graphic in some very but it is incredibly well done. I mean it's it, I remember it as though it was in black and white. It's not. The poster is always black and white. Yes, and it's so gritty and it's so dark that literally when I reimagine scenes in my head, they're in black and white. And I just realized that right now because I was thinking of the end scene and I was like, why is that in black and white in my head? It's not. Yeah. I think I'm starting to lose my mind. I think maybe we're hitting the end of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> I am now thinking in black and white, y'all. Maybe I need a nap. Um, two, two nights of 1 a.m. is not good for Jessica. <laughs> Um, and uh, one last final one that I'll give as an example is Sean Bean. Sean Bean, movie star. Yeah, I don't really know who that is. He came over to do Game of Thrones. Mm. Um, okay. And he did Game of Thrones because he knew exactly how many episodes he would be yeah. in. He knew exactly what his story arc was, and then he could go back to doing movies. Yeah. And it's funny because uh, I remember him being in another TV show that was on TNT, and TNT's slogan was literally – 
if you guys will watch this show, we promise not to kill off Sean Bean. 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 That was their slogan because he dies in everything. What show is that? Um, man, it's escaping me right now, and I got IMDb in front of me. I'll pull it up. But it's a. Sh- I remember their slogan was literally just like, we'll, we promise we will not kill off Sean Bean if you watch this show. That and it lasted, so it lasted for a couple of seasons. Um, I'm pulling up IMDb right now. I thought it was up. It is up, but I had to pull him up. Oh, um, let's see. It was called Legends. Oh. And it was on TNT. I don't think anyone's heard of that show. Um, yeah, I mean, they made a couple seasons worth of that, but that was their slogan. We promise not to kill him off. I think the show got canceled, but they didn't actually kill him off, which was a which was a new thing that he didn't uh, die. I'm going to say one more, and then we're going to sign off. But that is Grace and Frankie with Lily Tomlin and Jane Fonda on Netflix. Jane Fonda was in movies her whole life, starting in the 70s. And she waited till in her 80s, and they did Grace and Frankie on Netflix. Who who are the guys in that? Martin show? Sheen and Sam Watterson. Also, two actors as well. Well, yeah. Martin Sheen. I well, don't... he was on The West Wing, and so oh, Sam Watterson yeah, was on L.A. Um, yeah, that's yeah, you're Law right. and Order. So yeah. yeah, but Jane Fonda, like that was her first TV. Yeah, and it's like. There's just so many more options out there, so many more stories that you can tell that don't have to be big budget. How much are they going to make in the movie theater? They can be a 10 episode season and you can kind of see what happens. So there's just there's a lot out there. I never watched The West Wing now that I think about it. I've only seen Martin Sheen in movies, so that's why I thought that. But yeah, let us know if we missed anybody or if you guys have any show recommendations for us or any big actors that are in a show that we don't know about to watch Um, to bring it back. We brought up Lost. Oh, yeah. Michael Keaton, they originally wanted him to play Jack. Yeah. And they were going to kill him in the pilot. Yeah. And then they decided that they liked the character too much and decided not to go that route because they also knew if they cast Michael Keaton at that time in 2004, he wouldn't stick around for a long time. Yeah. He didn't. He wasn't a guy that was going to do a full, you know, TV show. Yeah. So. So. Well, you know where to find us, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, <laughs> and all of your streaming platforms. Yes. Uh, we're also on Tumblr. Our, uh, we- our, our website is, uh, yeah. if we could just say, 981 WordPress. I don't think it's 981. Wouldn't it be 918? Oh, 918. What did I say? 918? We didn't get married in September 81st. I got dyslexic in my brain there because yeah. I saw. Yeah. Woo! And that's all she wrote, folks. <laughs> I believe that's all we can say this week. Bye, y'all. And we're testing. Test. Testing, testing. Testing. When you moved your mic, I was hoping I didn't have to hear you anymore. It's a bummer. Yeah, well, you know. I, wah, wah. Yeah, you know. You could do your own solo podcast if you want to. I should. Give the people what they want. Eh. Probably not. But.